I'm... Every single time. And, and like when I get to see my name in the credits as the makeup artist, whether it be a feature, <laughs> right. features, right. Film, or being television, right. so grateful. Because it's like, this is what I wanted. I wanted to live in New York since I was 13. Right. I thought I was going to be a model, but I did it as a makeup artist, which is an, an additional passion of mine. And I remember saying to my mother when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I said, I want to work on MTV. I didn't know what I wanted to do for MTV, but right. the reality was we're out there. And I just thought, I want to work for MTV one day. My first job in television was for MTV too. Hey there, I'm Brenda Remy Cologne. I'm a model, a makeup artist, and a yoga teacher, and you're watching Folks Alert. Brenda, hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Look at you, all glowing. No, when you have the when you have the right lighting, you're always glowing. No, I think it's because you're cheating. It's cheat code. You're a makeup artist, so you got the cheat code, right? I mean, I think a lot of makeup artists do have this, but I actually have the light because of my modeling and uh, doing a lot of self tape auditions since COVID. Um, a lot of my auditions are done just like this, so I'm always happy to set up in my room and make sure my lighting is good. So it's actually for the modeling, not for the makeup. Oh, okay. How does how does that work? When you say self-taping, so when you, explain that to me a little bit. So when you auditioned for a job, you, what, is it like a, like a, a video interview or you have to record it yourself and then submit the tape? Sometimes it's a, if you get a, if you get a callback, it can be a lot of times it's a Zoom interview. Um, certain, certain jobs are like, I had a live, uh, casting today that I went to, but then this morning I had to do an, a, a self tape audition. So oftentimes what they do now is they'll have you submit, um, you know, record yourself and they'll give you instructions on what they want to see. And then they, you submit that, you email that to the casting director, and then they'll go from there. If they want to do a callback, oftentimes it's a zoom call, um, or you just got the job or you don't hear anything. Oh. How long Everybody have you can, been how how long have you been doing the modeling? Um, I've been modeling for I'm gonna say well this time second time around um, for about just over a year and a half maybe it was August 2021 when I signed to um, Stets Model Management here in New York City. Oh, so you've been mo you've been modeling previously? In the 90s, uh, I'm showing my age. I'm 45. So in the 90s, I was obsessed with modeling and the, the era of the supermodel. And I wanted nothing more than to be a model in New York City, a fashion model in New mm -hmm. York City um, back in my 
you know, from like 92 on until I was 21 and then I gave that up. Okay. But then you find yourself back into modeling. Came full circle because I was posting on Instagram promoting my yoga teacher business. So I was doing photo shoots, like yoga photo shoots, and I was promoting it on Instagram, trying to build private clientele. And, and the agency saw my Instagram and they reached out to me um, to sign me as a um, lifestyle, fitness, and mature model. So who knew? <laughs> so you, you probably, so you wear many hats. See, so yoga instructor or yoga teacher, uh, model makeup artist full-time mom uh saving the world part-time what else don't you (laughs) do um the most important thing is i make sure i find time for me to have peace every day every day Uh, tell me where 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 are you before i even get i was going to ask you how you got to new york before i even get that where are you from originally Cause you, you're not from, you're not from New York originally, right? No, I was born in Oklahoma city. Um, my mother's family is from Oklahoma and at the age of two, my mother was in the military. So at the age of two, I left, um, and I lived in different places around the world, uh, up until 13. So I'm born in Oklahoma city, but I don't feel like I'm, I don't say I'm from there because I wasn't really raised there until I went back as a teenager. Um, and by then I'd already gotten a good glimpse of what it was like living in other places around the world or in the country, you know, right. other state. So Oklahoma was, um, it, it's hard for me to call that home. Like, honestly. Well, you grew, you grew up there, right? For a little bit, then left. I mean, I can't call ages one to two cause I don't have memories of that. I don't call that growing. I, I didn't, um, I didn't create those memories. I created the memories. Hold, from, hold for a second. It, classic classic new york city right york. you hear classic new york city we got to pause for a minute right okay. we got to because you can't live in new york city and not deal with the you know the the, the police yeah. siren or the fire department you literally block it out i didn't even realize he was going no listen I, i'm from i'm from brooklyn okay. and it just it doesn't feel if you if you live in new york and you don't hear that it don't feel like new york right it's like the train right it's ear you don't hear it right right now take me back to oklahoma city right uh i don't know if you were there oklahoma city the bombing uh the the bombing of oklahoma city 1995 were you there for that i was yeah so i'm i my mother had moved back or we'd moved back by then um because what was that 95 i was like 17 17 i think 18 18 years old something like that right um and yeah, I actually, I remember when it happened, I was in the shower. So I, um, I gotten out of the shower and I just heard all the, the chaos on the radio. Right. Um, so I turned the TV on and that was, that was the day. That was the entire day I was just watching this. Just like, it was just like with nine 11, it was like, we would just, I was just glued to the TV all day, calling people, you know, see who heard about it, who didn't. Your mom being a federal employee. That's got to be scary, right? Because she could have been at that building doing whatever she was doing that day. At the time, she was in the military, um, but she got out of the military when I was, um, I think it was like 1990 or 89 that she got out of the military. Uh So by then, she actually had gone back to school. So she wasn't working um, for the government at that time. She went back later, got her degree, 
and was working for um, Federal Aviation Administration until she retired at 55. So I think at that time she was just, she was in school and just, you know, she was a regular civilian. Um, yeah. I, I remember that, that period in time, just like nine, it's just like nine 11, you know, uh, events like that don't, don't ever leave you. It stayed with you forever. Like I could tell you where I was at when nine 11 happened, you know, Oklahoma yeah. city, it's a little bit far back for me, but I, I recall seeing Timothy McVeigh on TV uh, there's another guy that he um, who was his um, co-defendant, the rider mm-hmm. truck. I remember all that, but yeah. 9/11 was more recent for me that I can tell you where I was, what I was doing, and so on and so forth. So, going back to Oklahoma, I, I want to fast forward to now. You wanted to be a model. I want to. I want to highlight that your your first passion was to be a model, and yes. you kind of gave it up. Mm-hmm. You gave that yeah. up. It wanted to come to New York City. You end up being in New York City, and you're a makeup artist in the modeling, fashion, TV, entertainment world. Here you are, right? I'm. I'm a. I've. I've gotten away from the fashion and modeling side of the industry. I focus much more on television production, film. Um, red carpet sometimes, but most of my work is now in television and, and or really it's most of it is in television. I don't even do film that much anymore. Which one is more demanding, the fashion or the, t- the TV and film for makeup? Uh, oh, for makeup, I would say, I would say the fashion side, just because you're going to have the variety of what you're going to do. It can go from one in the spectrum to the next. Um, I used to care when I was doing fashion and always working with models and cause that's what I wanted since I couldn't be the model. I thought I can be the makeup artist and still work in the industry. Um, and without having to worry about my age or my height or if I right. was too fat. Right. Um, so I did that, but it would be, my kit was so huge cause you had to have everything cause you didn't know what they were going to do. The, they might change inspo looks. And so you carried all the glitters and the foundations and, and like it was, it was ridiculous. And it was good when I lived in Florida because I had a car, so I drove everywhere. I had chairs in the back. I was good to go. Two cases full of makeup and hair stuff. When I moved to New York, um, I got rid of my car and I I learned quickly, you can't lug all that around New York City, taking the trains. <laughs> right, right. So um, my kit got much smaller, much quicker, and I learned to just be more resourceful as a New York City makeup artist. Um, and, I, and I think that kind of got me out of, you know, doing so much fashion. Cause I also realized once I got my first job in television, like, Oh, it's great working on a production set. Um, right. You know, it's more long. It's more, the money is probably better, but it's more long-term. Right. Yeah. The money tip. Well, it depends on the production. Sometimes the money's great. Sometimes it's not. If you're in the union, it's, it, and even then sometimes it's not great. Um, but with, usually with fashion, you're not making a lot of money until you become that, uh, unless you get signed to an agency mm-hmm. as a makeup artist, or if you become a celebrity makeup artist, that's usually where the big bucks come in. Um, but then that's very demanding because you're basically at the beck and call of, of whichever celebrity you're working for, but you can get paid. Mm-hmm. Okay. I might, might give this up and become a, a makeup artist. Yeah. You know, force you out of your, you know, you might have to go do something else. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm talking like the celebrity makeup artists and I'm saying no names. Some of them have day rates 
in the tens of thousands. No way. $30,000 a day. Plus I, they want to, they want a, a writer. Yeah, they're a writer. Like they right. really do. Um, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not doing that, especially in production work. We get like, there's, there's usually a budget and I work with, with, um, you know, the production company. Um, and then when I have my, you know, I do have some celebrity clients that I work for and, you know, tell, tell me this, uh, TV and film and, and fashion is a whole different beast, but you being a makeup artist, right? This is, you know, this is your profession. This is what you do. This is how you make a living. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen it. I've seen it. I, I see some of these makeup tutorial on, on Instagram, social media. Mm -hmm. Some of it looks good. How, how f is, is a lot of that stuff really what it is i mean because i, I, I mean a production is probably a little bit different but you know when you it see is. these makeup when you see these makeup artists on social media with ten thousand, a hundred thousand followers mm -hmm. you know is it just is are they t are they makeup artists or the tutorial artists i you know i i kind of put them in a different category um there are people who do brilliant makeup on themselves and they they know little little tricks and tips that they can share mm -hmm. with their audience and that's great it's great to have that because when i was learned coming up there was no youtube um we didn't have a computer i got all my images from a magazine ripped them out and i was in the mirror by myself learning out figuring out what that smoky eye was and what that contour was um so now they have you know very helpful makeup artists that give tutorials um, many of them do work in the industry and actually work, whether it be, you know, working retail behind counters or they might work on sets. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of them become famous just, you know, showing off what they do on themselves. Um, I don't know how well that would translate to the next person that they've never done. I myself am not a tutorialist. I don't have the patience to teach, tell you how to do something on my, I, I I'm like very minimal. So that's not for me. I love to work with other people and um, do my magic on them. So yeah, but for even for you, right? You know what you do. I guess a production company, because you say production company have a budget and what they want. I don't think they'll be ri risking the budget on someone that's doing a tutorial because there's millions of dollars on the line. Yeah, you no, know. they're. they're pull someone that is first of all they they have to have experience gotcha. um, or they, preferred. they might start as an assistant i started as an assistant um in in television for mtv too um and yeah you got to build that trust and so no they're not going to pull someone who does a great brow on instagram and thinking they're going to look great you know know how to do the person for television because it's a different game you don't have to do half the things that they do on instagram or social media all these extra all the colors and I, I get it. I get it. I get, understand color theory. I get color correcting, but I think they just like to sensationalize it a bit because Instagram, that's, that's how you get the clicks. That's how you get the likes. That's how you get the follows. Right. Showing the extra stuff. So a lot of it I think is just marketing. Um, but it's not necessary in the real world of production. Gotcha. Gotcha. Unless you have someone who does need to color correct a spot, then yeah, I will go in there with the red or with a green or whatever the case is. True. Purple. True. Um, but no, we're not doing all the extra stuff. You're not so, doing all the extra stuff. Not necessarily. Okay. How did you get into being like 
when we started the conversation, we talked about your yoga, and then mm-hmm. you said you got signed to an agency for your modeling. But yeah. being in a being a makeup artist to yoga, that's kind of like a two different world. How did you stumble on that, or is this something you wanted to do? Um, I've I started doing yoga back in 2008. Um, uh, one of my model friends put me on because she said, "Oh, I did a Bikram, a Bikram yoga class, and it was really hard." And I thought. I like a challenge, so I, I'll try yoga now that I know that it's challenging. So I tried Bikram. I did it a few times. Not a fan of it. Um, I discovered vinyasa. And ever since then, so it was like 2009 that I started doing yoga. And I've that's something that I've always loved and appreciated as part of fitness. And then as I got deeper into my own spirituality and discovering who I was and learning about meditation. And, right. Um, you know, probably from having like anxiety and you know, stressing out a bit much, you start to discover ways to heal yourself um, and to minimize your own stress and, and create more peace in your life. And so I discovered meditation from there. Um, so I started meditating and I would do that on a daily basis and then also doing yoga, which as when I come to came to learn that yoga is a form of meditation. Um, it's the asana practice, but there's many forms of yoga. There's eight limbs of yoga. So everything you see that's just moving and stretching, that's a form of yoga, but there's other ways to do yoga, like meditation or like breathing exercises. Those are all forms of yoga. So um, discovering that, it made me really want to dive in more. Around 2015, I, I decided I wanted to get certified as a yoga teacher mm-hmm. eventually. But at the time, I didn't have the time. I didn't have the money, like $3,000 for a class. And I'm a freelancer in New York City. I'm a single mom. I'm like, I'm just trying to get by. So I just, I really put that dream on hold um, until COVID came around and took away my work because I wasn't working. We were inside. And um, I decided that I could invest in um, a 200-hour yoga teacher certification class done online um, and at a very affordable price. It was legit, you know, with Yoga Alliance. So I did that class and I got certified um, because I had time. Nice, nice. And I thought this is my way to, I knew eventually, I knew since 2017 that as much as I love doing makeup, that that wasn't my full purpose, you know, here. It was like me doing makeup is a catalyst for me to do something else to help people. So it's not about surface, even though that's mainly what I get paid to do. I know that I can touch people's lives on a deeper level. And I knew that yoga and meditation was going to be the avenue for me to do that. So that's why I did that. And, um, yeah, it was, it was the best. I'm grateful for COVID to be honest with you or for quarantine. I'm grateful for quarantine, not for COVID. You found, you found skills that you, you, you had, but you haven't tapped in. So COVID forced you to tap into those skills. Yeah, absolutely. I want to play, um, one of your modeling clips want to play that and want to come back and want to talk to you about it. Okay. Do you always have fun when you're on set? Yes. I'm thinking back now. I'm like, have I not had fun? So far, everything I've done has been a lot of fun. Um, no, yeah, I've, I've loved everything I've done so far. It's been a great learning experience. 
um, especially being signed, I said, ever since I got signed to Stets, um, they've allowed me to have some great opportunities working in fitness, like modeling fitness. I've modeled yoga stuff, fitness stuff. I've been you've, able to. You've, you've also worked with a lot of big brands too. I've been able to do beauty campaigns, which blew right. my mind. I thought, you know, as someone who's rejected at 21 years old or 20 years, however old I was, because it was, I was told you're too old to model now at 20 years old. I was too old back then. I was too old. They weren't, they weren't, there was no, it wasn't, it wasn't all inclusive. It was very selective. You needed to be five, nine, five, 10. You needed to be a white girl for the most part. Um, you needed to be really thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and they preferred you to be 13, 14, 15 years old. And if you hadn't made it by then, you weren't going to make it. 21 was old. It was over the hill for modeling back then, for the type of modeling I wanted to do. Because um, I didn't want to be a commercial model. I wanted to be a high fashion model. Okay. So. You, now, looking back, here you are, 45. Now, look back now. I, w- I want you to just reflect back a little bit. At 20, 21, you... And at 21, 22, we, we want things that we want, and mm-hmm. sometimes we don't get them. Do yeah. you think not getting what you wanted at that age kind of made you a little bit more disciplined, made you grind a little bit more? And now at this age, you, you everything that you wanted, it, and maybe you might even have this conversation with your kids, right? Things that you don't want, you're going to end up getting when it's time for you to have it. Oh, I'll say this. The rejection did not make me grind more. Um, first of all, I don't grind. I, I'm a hard worker. I don't, I don't like the term hustle and grind, mm-hmm. things like that. That's going against resistance. I don't go against resistance. I go with the flow. It doesn't mean I don't work hard. It doesn't mean I'm not passionate. It doesn't gotcha. mean I don't put in the hour. I am a worker bee. But I've always been that. Um, so that rejection didn't make me go harder. It made me shift my my desired career honestly it made me say okay maybe i can't be in front of the camera but i can be behind it and i can still do makeup because i always loved doing makeup since i was six years old i was playing in makeup so i was beating faces when i couldn't even wear makeup sorry this, this cat. no leave the cat leave leave the cat <laughs> leave do not um, do not touch that cat please oh leave that cat okay, well, we everything um, here is real we need that that was good <laughs> jump around a little so, bit more cat <laughs> that was good. good. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. That's, I um, love that. It didn't, it did. Yeah. It didn't change my, it didn't make me grind more. I was always, I, I was working since I was 16. So for me, it was, I knew I was going to be working pretty much my whole life. I have no desire to retire. Like I can't even imagine retire. Like, cause I love doing things that I'm passionate about. Gotcha. And I found the ways to make money off the things that I'm passionate about versus just doing it as a hobby. I want to show you something fun. Speaking of fun and passion and, you know, tell me about this challenge here. I want to play this challenge. I want to come back and talk to you about it because it seems like you're having a lot of fun at work. Okay. I want, I want you, I want you to tell me about this. What's, what's all that about? 
Who who, who are right. these who are these so, people doing the dance? Tell that me. That was on set for uh Charlemagne the God, his show on Comedy Central, Hell of a Week. We were in our second season and uh the Cuffit Challenge was really popular at the time. So I remember the night before work texting a bunch of people saying, We're about to do the Cuffit Challenge, be ready. <laughs> and I sent them right. all a copy, like, we're doing right. this tomorrow at some point. Um and so I just made sure we got it all together. As a matter of fact, I think when we were on set, because we had there's it's it's taped for a live audience. Um, the uh, Terrence grabbed the mic and he said, "Everyone." So we actually did it out on stage uh, for the audience, and then we did it upstairs in the office later on. Uh, but honestly, that's that set, that production crew, they're like family to me, and I've I've known Charlemagne the God for what since 2012. Um, so him bringing me along to his, you know, anything new that he has going on, I'm so appreciative of him. He's like a brother to me. Um, but being a part of this production crew, it's truly like family in there. What, what is what is it like working with him? Um, he's a he's such a peaceful person, uh, and I think that sometimes people they look at the old Charlemagne and the the wild things he used to say and do, and and I get questions sometimes like. How can you work with someone like that? Um, do you know the things he did? Do you know the things he said? And one thing but that they, I But they do understand. People need to do understand that he is a radio personality which cover politics entertainment, right? They do understand that mm -hmm. or they don't get that part. We don't go that far. Because what I tell people <laughs> is, first of all, whatever opinions you have of him, you take that up with him. I am not his keeper. I do not answer for him. So, but with the relationship I have with him on a personal level... And a professional level, that's between me and him. Right. So it's like, you see what you see from the media, social media. I get to see him behind closed doors. Um, he's such an open-minded person. He's all, what I appreciate about him the most is he is open to change and to the process of evolution. He's not perfect and he doesn't claim to be perfect. He admits, yeah, I, I, I said some things that were inappropriate back then. And you see, you just see how this man has evolved in the last 10 years. I've definitely noticed because the things he used to say in 2012, I remind him. I was like, "You said this to me the first time we worked together." He's like, "Did I? Wow, I'm sorry." <laughs> I was like, right. "No, it's fine." It was just funny to me because I just think about where he is now, and you know, he's such a gracious, appreciative uh, host of you know, whereas with how far he's come. Do you and get to hear? Do you get to hear like the the jokes prior to? air because he's sitting how oh let me ask you this quite before you answer that question typically for a makeup set for him for example or if you're working at the books how long does someone sit in your chair um well the men are sitting in my chair 10 to 20 minutes so women depending on what they're getting, having done um dj nyla is his is the dj on his set i'll spend a full hour with her we like because we will do a full beat because she's got to be beautiful Get the lashes. We do the whole nine for her. So we spend an hour just, and it's not not rushing either. Just doing her, and then we'll spend, um, and that's me taking his makeup off there. But uh, we'll spend. I'll just spend like 10, 20 minutes with him, and then at the end of of you know when he's done shooting, he likes to have his makeup taken off. And every every male client that I have, because I have, uh, I'm working on other shows, not just his. Um, I just finished working on a couple productions with Nate Burleson. Um, I'm currently working with Bomani Jones for Game Theory on HBO Max. Um, and they they all love the, like, let's take the makeup off. That's their favorite part. Because um, it's just, 
relaxing. It's, it's, you know, you're able to come down off of after working for so many hours and, um, and no, I don't hear the jokes prior when he does the reads. I'm usually not on set. Gotcha. So you're so, just, yeah, you're just, you just prior, you're just there for the makeup and pre before going on stage. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm not needed back there, I don't, there's no reason to be back there. I mean, right. and I might, cause, and usually when he does, when Charlamagne does his run through, he'll, he does it kind of quietly to himself. So I'm not, I'm usually not paying attention because, because he, and he has guests, he has a panel. So he's always interacting with them. So I wait until I get to hear it live and hear what his panel has to respond to. Gotcha. Working yeah. around these sets, Comedy Central, HBO, uh, you get to see the behind the scenes that yeah. we we only see what's the front from what's presented on television, but you get to be behind the scene, see how it all puts together. Do you ever pinch yourself and say, "Oh wow, you know, this Every is time. I'm 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 actually here in the middle of something being created," and you don't know the final product, but you're part of that creation. Do you ever yeah. say, "Wait a minute"? Um, every single time and and like when i get to see my name in the credits as the makeup artist whether it be a feature <laughs> right. features right film, or being television right so grateful because it's like this is what i wanted i wanted to live in new york since i was 13 right i thought i was gonna be a model but i did it as a makeup artist which is an, an additional passion of mine and i remember saying to my mother when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I said, I want to work on MTV. I didn't know what I wanted to do for MTV, but right. the reality was were out there and I just thought, I want to work for MTV one day. My first job in television was for MTV too. So wow. I literally manifested everything that I wanted as a kid. And gotcha. now that I'm full circle as a model, I was like, mom, I'm modeling in New York City. I actually did it. And I, I, it's, I'm, I'm blown away. Wonderful. I'm so grateful. Wonderful. Yeah, I pinch myself on every set. So I pinch myself on the modeling sets. I pinch myself on the makeup sets. I pinch myself with my yoga clients because I'm grateful that someone trusts me to show them how to move with their body. Got you. Yeah. Brenda, it was a pleasure having. Well, listen, we talk, listen. We had a we did the pre-interview and we had a a long conversation, right? Which I really enjoy. And I, 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 like our, I, our paths have intertwined, but never actually intertwined. <laughs> it kind of in, in, in many ways, in many ways. And yeah. I, and I told you during that conversation, I was like, listen, I said, this is a conversation I want, right? Because it was, and I like to have, this is how I do my, I, I have my interviews like conversation, right? I yeah. want to, because I want to learn about what you have going on. And also that convey to the audience, they're learning something that they might've never known. You know, about yeah. makeup, yoga, um, the things that you had to go through to get here. Listen, it was um it it was really a pleasure having you. I enjoy having you here. I enjoy our pre conversation and I'm happy that our paths cross. You lived in Orlando for a little bit. I'm here in Orlando, you know. Here. We we probably passed each other on I four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried to avoid I four. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I four. Listen, yeah. thank you thank you for coming on. It was really a pleasure. Listen, I'd love to have you back whenever you want to come back. You know, um, you're more than welcome. 
This was so much fun. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Brenda, they can find you on Instagram. Let me put up your name again so they can find you. Brenda Remy. Yeah, Brenda Remy Cologne, right? Am I saying Remy Cologne? I saw my middle name. Why do you spell my middle name like that? Because it's so complicated. She wanted to be different. She did. She did. She was different. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right. Enjoy. All right. Bye. Bye.